0: Hello and welcome to the Herbert and Webster podcast series, looking at the benefits of financial planning. Uh, My name is Adam Herbert. I'm the managing director of Herbert and Webster. Uh, We are a chartered firm of financial planners and we are independent and directly authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority. Uh, With that in mind, please remember this discussion is just between me and the panel and please don't accept or take this as advice. Um, if you do require taking some advice or action, please seek regulated professional advice, maybe from a firm like ourselves. Um, and if you would like to get in touch, please contact us on uh, our website HerbertandWebster.co.uk, or send us an email at info@HerbertandWebster.co.uk, at or give us a call on our main telephone number 01865 407755. So. In this series, we're looking at financial planning, and probably the good place to start uh, with this episode is, what is financial planning? Um, The financial industry service has changed uh, quite considerably since the financial crisis back in 2007. We've seen the replacement of the Financial Services Authority to the Financial Conduct Authority. And then in 2013, we had the Retail Distribution Review, or what we call in the industry, RDR, being implemented. Uh, this resulted in a, in a ban on commission for retail investment products in the United Kingdom, which led the industry to become more of a profession with fee-based advice and, um, and with financial advisors becoming this kind of term of financial planners, providing more of a holistic financial planning service to their clients. So to help us answer some of these questions, we have two additional advisors, or should I say planners from Herbert and Webster. We got Rob Gray and Kurt McSweeney. So I'm gonna ask for them a little introduction from themselves give us a little bit of knowledge on their experience, qualifications, and to answer the question, do they class themselves as a financial planner or a financial advisor? So I'm, as I look across, I think Rob is happy to go ahead first of all. So Rob, introduce yourself. Thanks Adam.
1: Yeah, My, uh, my name is, is Rob Gray. Um, I'm an independent financial planner um, I've been in the industry for, coming up for 20 years now, um, started at the end of 1999 uh, as an in insurance agent for Pearl Assurance. Um, I've done lots of different roles since then with various companies. Mm. Um, I was a mortgage advisor at Bradford & Bingley for several years, um, I then provided investment and pension advice at Lloyds Bank, mm. a Spell working uh, for Aviva and I've spent the last five and a half years here at Herbert & Webster.
0: Excellent.
1: I've um, obviously qualified uh, level four. I've got the diploma in financial planning. Um, I also have the CMAP qualification to provide advice on mortgage uh, oh. and equity release, um, and also a qualification to be able to provide um, sort of long-term care um, advice
0: as well. Um, so yeah, so that's that's me really. Excellent. And the question. Financial planner, financial advice, what's the difference?
1: Do you know, weighing it up, I used to be a financial advisor, but I think these days I'm a financial planner.
0: Excellent. And and what do you see the difference between the two?
1: Um, I think it's just the depth of the the advice that that we provide and the the level of the service um, that we we give to the the clients, really. Um, Mm -hmm. So we we no longer just going and advise on a single product and a single need. Um, We actually help them to to think about the future and and plan for the future as well.
0: Fantastic. There you go. And uh, also joining us, Kurt McSweeney. Say hello to the listeners and uh, introduce yourself.
2: Thanks, Ad. Hello all. Uh, I'm Kurt McSweeney, one of the the planners at Herbert and Webster. Um, I've been in the finance industry for seven years, just over seven years, and five of those I've spent at Herbert and Webster. Five very happy years, Ad. Excellent. Very, very happy years. And uh, my qualifications are very much like Rob's uh, the, the Level 4 Diploma in Financial Advice. <clears throat> I've also taken on some additional qualifications, such as the uh, CMAP, as Rob said, mortgage related, uh, equity release, long term care, um, there's some um, estate planning qualifications, and, and one of the advanced papers towards the, the chartered. So. Um, I think you've even got a little step qualification as well. Yeah, yeah, that's in there. So there's, there's a few, uh, but it just you know, like we say to clients, it's it's not about the exams. It's just having the knowledge to to do the right things for them, really. So, and I think that's where you really see myself as as a planner, not an advisor, is it's the you know the long term of of our advice. It's not just like Rob said, you're not just selling a pension or a bit of life insurance. It's it's actually what's right for the client. And, and where does this fit into the overall goal from now until the next 30, 40, 50 years? So, yeah. um, and that's why
0: I feel planner is a more favourable term for us. Fantastic. Well, for me, looking back, I set the business up back in 2010, and we had RDR, which came in in 2013 or the basically 31st <coughs> of December 2012. Um, that's where I felt that was a big turning point for the industry, Uh, that's where I feel financial advisors became kind of more of this financial planner role. Um, Looking back at RDR, um, you know, we're we're quite some time from there now and we've had even additional regulation coming in as always, but what do you think have been the main benefits from RDR for our clients and for the industry as a whole? Rob's uh, looking at the side of you Kurt, so I think uh, we'll start off with Kurt on that one.
2: (laughs) Brilliant, thanks, Ed. <coughs> uh, so, RDR, I think I think RDR, you know, it, it was the right move. As, as much pain and uh, chaos it might have caused, I think it gave the industry the a, you know a long-awaited shakeup. And I think it really sort of hammered home that the client comes first. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it went from a com- you know, commission-based advice industry to upfront an initial fees, so the yeah. client knew exactly what it was they were paying for. Um, it, it meant that clients then required the ongoing servicing. you know. Yeah. So they should be sitting down with their advisor at least once a year looking at mm-hmm. are they on track, are they closer to their goals, what can be changed? I've,
0: yeah, and that was the big part really because a lot of contracts before RDR, they could be sold with commission being paid on a, on a regular basis, annual mm-hmm. basis, but there was no requirement for an advisor to actually service that client, but 10, 20 years on they could be receiving an annual commission without giving a service. And mm-hmm. I think that's been the big driver really. If there is an ongoing charge there needs to be an ongoing service and this is where advisors have really kind of come to light to show what the ongoing service they, they can provide.
2: No, that's it and I think it's like I said I mean it's
0: <clears throat> you know
2: it, it's also then offered a bit more transparency within the industry and within the market itself we've now got uh, sort of roughly you know really two types of advisors you've got fully independent like ourselves yeah and then you've got the, the restricted advisors mm-hmm. who will be choosing from a select panel of funds or providers to use so the client knows what level of advice they're getting yeah but it also means then the client should be getting the best advice for them not yeah. just who's gonna pay the highest Commission because the fee should be one in the same as it's now paid by the by the client themselves very true um, and I think it also you know it offered up uh, sort of a bit of fresh blood to the industry as well it meant advisors had to have a high level of qualification which yep. not all advisors wanted to to undertake that responsibility or that cost so they've you know they've left the industry and Very true, um, yeah. and you've got a lot of new advisors coming into the industry now offering a bit more sort of longevity and yeah. sustainability so it's it's all it's all sort of client driven and it, it's what's best for the client in our eyes which yeah so yeah I think it was a good good turning point massive
0: turning point and yeah completely agree with all those points I must admit Rob I, I think Kurt's hit quite a lot of those points I'd, is there anything else you, you could add on on really the changes since RDR really and the benefits to clients
1: I think the, the main benefit is is just everything is a lot clearer yeah um, because advisors are keeping in touch far more frequently now I think clients are far better informed about the products that they have uh, we see far less sort of knee-jerk reactions of people cashing in investments and incurring big losses because yeah. they've seen bad news on you know mm. on the ten o'clock news or whatever because of uh, markets falling. So I think people are a lot more confident now that they can actually trust the advice that they're receiving. Yeah. Um, because they see their advisors far more often, um, they're happy that they can speak to them when they need to um, and make make better decisions for themselves really going forward. So I think. Everything else that Kurt then said sort of rolls in and, and, and backs that up.
0: Yeah, no, complete. Yeah, completely. And what I've really learned from this, or what I've seen over the last say eight years, is just that relationship becoming stronger and stronger between the advisor and the client. Again, where you're getting regular touch points, annual meetings, making sure they're still on target and also a lot of tools coming in which we've been using cash flow planning which certainly helps the client understand their position and also kind of forecast where they could be in the future, it's just really led to a much kind of a more stable but more trusted relationship as well than just someone who is there to sell a pension for instance. So that moves me on quite nicely uh, to kind of answer this question, so what is financial planning? And also I think this is quite useful to say to someone who might be watching this or listening to this uh, podcast, when they pick up the phone and come to see Herbert Webster or a financial planner from Herbert Webster, what they should be expecting and, and what we're trying to do for them as well. And it's just to say or to kind of speak about now is what is the financial planning, how does it work and, you know, what is the benefits really of that. So. How do you see financial planning, Rob? What is it and how would you explain it to that client who's calling us up for the first time?
1: Um, I suppose what we look to achieve with people now is more of a, a complete financial planning service. Yeah. Um, you know, within the industry, it's often referred to as holistic financial planning, yeah. um, where we're actually looking to offer um, you know, a, a service into the future. So rather than, you know, as we said earlier, just addressing one specific need, The current time, it's helping to sort of tease out with the with the clients how um, you know their savings and investments um, not only going to work in the next two or three years, but are going to work over the rest of their lives into Mm. retirement, etc., like that. Um, So it's important for us to not just look at their current circumstances, but to try and identify where they want to be in the future. You just mentioned it, cash flow planning. Um, Mm. That's being used more and, and more now to yeah. actually be able to pinpoint where people are and start to try and project and let them see what the future is going to look like um, because that enables them to then plan um, and it also enables us to, to sort of review uh, on a year by year basis and see you know where are we yeah. um, in, in line with the plan that, that started out um, it ha- helps to bring up you know, much more focus then on to where people are.
0: Oh, that's good. And and yourself, Kurt. When should someone pick up the phone to speak to Herbert Webster? What where are they in their life journey, life cycles, and you know when is financial planning useful to that person? That's a very good question, Adam. Thank you very Thank much.
2: You. <clears throat> um, I, th- I think I think the you know the right answer is there's never a right time. I think everybody. No, there's always a the right time I suppose there's never a right stage for them to be at Is probably yes. the best way to phrase that one you know everybody goes through through different cycles you know we, you may be in the the early part of your career where actually it might just be setting up pensions and ISAs and getting you saving for for the long term you could be at that uh, the middle age period where you've you've started to reduce the mortgage down the kids are starting to leave home and actually you want to start taking possible retirement a lot a lot more seriously than you once did, or you yeah. could be at the later stages, going into retirement, or in retirement, or even further on, looking at long-term care or estate planning. So there's yeah. there's always a need for it, and I think yeah. the easiest answer is just to say, you know, give us a call, have a chat, and we'll see if there's any way to you know yeah. add value or, or put you on the right path. Really, so um, I think our job is then to to, to take the client on it, whatever stage they're at, and then to yeah. manage that going forwards and to be there through those different cycles. And to to refine the advice at each stage, really. Fantastic. If that answers the question.
0: Definitely does, yeah. And so I'll throw this back to Rob as I just like asking the questions and actually not answering them myself. But uh, Kurt's just mentioned basically a whole life cycle, you know, working career, getting nearer to retirement, getting into retirement, later life, and then the, you know, horrible things maybe coming around the corner, care needs, and then estate planning. Um, is Herbert or Webster a firm which can see a client throughout all those journeys are we Are we in a good position to help those clients yeah definitely um, and
1: obviously we're in a position where we you know, we can sort of jump in at any stage al- along that road um, and and help with with the immediate need because mm-hmm. that 's where they are. but I think what we we really want to sort of try and get out there is that actually it's better to invite us or um, on t- onto the road as early as possible mm. because even when you know long-term care planning is 30 years away actually considering it is a good idea 30 years before the event because mm. it it makes a lot easier to plan for um, retirement it's far better to think about retirement when you're in your 20s yeah um, you can save a small amount each month in order to build towards that goal rather yeah. than sort of starting you know quite often people only think about it really when they're in their mid mid 40s 50s yeah. where naturally they can see that retirement is around the corner and then it's a lot more difficult to actually get the funds in place yeah. necessary so so yeah we, we can jump in at any time yeah. but actually um, the longer the relationship is the, the more benefit we can be uh, and the more sort of um, security and, and reassurance mm-hmm. we can provide
0: and I think that's very really true because a lot of clients <coughs> sometimes they're a bit worried when they're having the first meeting and they, they sometimes have a worry that what they've done has been wrong. And actually, we're, I feel that we're all very much good at looking at clients' circumstances and, and seeing where they are already on the journey. You know, if you ha- you know, Most people have started to do something, and what we can help with them is give them that extra confidence on what to do next and how to build. You know, Everyone's already started the journey. We can then start to help and make it hopefully more efficient and making sure they're maximising everything they can be doing, really. So no, really good. So obviously, when a client comes to us, you know, they go through this journey with us. We, we kind of take them through a process of understanding what they want to do, their objectives, you know, where they want to be, their current financial um, position. Then we start to plan for them, use tools, as you say, with the uh, the cash flow planning, and then we aim to implement those, you know, that that job really for them and try to implement the actual plan to get them into their goals as soon as possible. And then we aim to to refine that and, and review it on an ongoing basis. Now, all that's a lot of work. The client does, you know, enjoy this journey. The, the, my next question is, you know, what should the client, you know, why should the client consider this holistic financial planning? What are the benefits to the clients? What does it give them? And uh, as I started off with Kurt last time, <laughs> I'll come to Rob first time. You know, what what are the general benefits of, of the client for doing this? What do your clients see?
1: Well, I think the, the, the general, the main benefit is just that that reassurance um, yeah. to know that actually what they have done has been worthwhile. Mm. Um, you can help to to show them that although they have got you know little bits of maybe pensions or savings dotted around all over the place yeah. that they think isn't going to be worth very much at all. Actually, when you can bring all of that information together um, and show them how it will work for them. For most people, they say, oh, actually, I'm not in such a bad position as I thought I was. Yeah. Um, and it takes a big weight off people's shoulders, actually, mm. to be able to see um, and not, not just that they can, you know, they've got a good salary coming in today, but that they will have a, a good level of income in retirement, that they can maintain the standard of living that they're used to. Um, you know, people can actually have a look and sort of see, well, you know, what if I want to... You know, provide a gift to my children or my grandchildren, pay for a wedding, you know, help towards the first house, we can actually sort of gather all of their information together and actually um, show them what impact that will have um, and more often than not we can show them that actually yes you, you can provide these gifts um, yeah. and still live perfectly happily um, and, and financially secure yourself. So a- again it means people can then just not have to worry about uh, the financial planning. We we mm. do that work uh, you know, sort of for them, um, and then it's about really trying to make everything as efficient as possible and make the most of what they've, they've they've achieved.
0: Brilliant. and Kurt, what do you find? What do your clients say to you? What how do they benefit from this this service? Really, you provide them. Yeah,
2: it's um, it's a good question. I mean,
0: there, there's quite a few aspects to it. Really,
2: <coughs> you know. I suppose uh, emotionally from one side of it it, like Rob said there's there's the reassurance that somebody's looking after um, everything in the background and that Mm -hmm. it's doing what it should be doing and but I think that there's also that uh, there is that financial aspect to it you know Mm -hmm. it's a we're we're de-stressing for the client because we're taking it all away and saying right Mm -hmm. we're gonna look after it we're gonna get it you know hopefully for a good price of uh, you know compared to to where you're at the moment or, or potentially mm-hmm. going forwards, and then we can start to see you know how can we best manage the tax allowances for instance yeah. because i 'll be honest with you, Adam, not everybody gets excited by pensions <laughs> and investments what? like we do <laughs> I, a, I know mad, but you know it's i think the the big concern is. What, what we're doing, there's no magic wand to it. We're not yeah. saying we can, we can cover it in, in magic dust and it's all gonna be amazing, but you can do all of this yourself. We know that, but the difference is we do this day in, day out. We understand yeah. the allowances available to you, and we understand the processes in which, how to draw down on, on certain funds and certain wrappers. Yeah. You know, there's, there's certain websites <coughs> that I won't mention yeah. that, that would say, you know, to, to retire, what you need to do is strip out all of your tax-free cash off your pension. But yeah. whereas we might sit down and say, well, rather than doing that, let's have an ISA running along alongside it. Let's, you know, drip feed out some tax-free cash and some taxable within your personal allowance, and suddenly we're going to save you, you know, mm. for instance, ten thousand pound a year in tax. So yeah. even in the short term, there's, there's financially there's a positive to it. But long term, that then starts to, you know, increase the amount of years you can actually afford to retire on or retire sooner yeah. from work, which hopefully most of us want to do as much as we enjoy our jobs, but. Yeah. Um, there will come a point where we can't work anymore and we need to be able to retire so I think that's some of the things clients say to me
0: no I think uh, I completely agree I think from when I look at it, my clients the the main thing is giving them is is confidence Mm -hmm. they're they're making the right moves in their their financial plans and also just answering those questions which clients have a lot which you've already uh, alluded to Rob you know can I give this money can I afford to do this, can I retire at these uh, at this age? And it's it's really giving clients the answers to those questions which we all ask ourselves. But actually, unless you've you've got someone who is, I'd say, is a qualified advisor like ourselves, or planner, I should say, um, we can you know we're able to give you those answers. And as you say, it's also just remembering to do the basic stuff, maximising allowances, doing your Isa's, doing your pensions. But also, I think what it all comes down to is giving the client confidence that they're doing the right thing, really. Mm-hmm. Superb. Well, I think that's a nice place to end this episode. Um, so obviously, I'd like to say thank you to our, our lovely panel. Great financial uh, planners they are. Uh, so thank you, Rob, for, uh, for giving us your insight. Thanks, Ed. And thank you, Kurt, as well. Thanks, Ed. Oh, very, uh, well, more than welcome. Glad you came along. Um, so you've been listening to the Herbert Webster podcast. Thank you for listening.